Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,288. This week on Cars Yeah, I'm celebrating the Greenwich Concord Elegance that takes place on May 31st through June 12th. You can learn more by going to GreenwichConcord.com. We never push to do anything fast. We always try to do our job correctly and once. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Plainville, Connecticut, Dean Cusano. Hey, Dean, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure am. All right. Dean Casano is the CEO of Motor Cars Incorporated in Plainville, Connecticut. He's involved in the automotive restoration industry and a certified judge for Concorde d'Elegance by Jaguar Cars. Dean has been responsible for the restoration of over 215 E-types. Oh my gosh, that's cool. And he's been a worldwide distributor of vintage Jaguar motor cars for over 35 years. Dean is the Northeast Regional Director for Jaguar Club of North America and serves on the many Automotive Concord judging teams that are in the Northeast. Dean is the lead judge and also the initial creator of the Dream Show in Farmington, Connecticut for the hometown foundation that is based in Cheshire. Started in 2013, the Dream Show has grown into one of the largest cause-related motor car shows in North America. The hometown foundation has donated over $2 million to benefit various charities ranging from Special Olympics and Unified Sports and programs for the developmentally disabled and pet rescue programs. So, Dean, I've told our listeners just a little bit about all the things you're involved in in life. Please take a moment to share a little bit more before I jump into the questions about your business, your career, and a very obvious passion for automobiles and those beautiful Jaguars. Well, thank you so much, Mark, and I really appreciate you having me on today. Um, you're welcome. There's- Thank you. There's there's so many different things that you could get involved with when you're involved with, with automobiles, and it's difficult to say no. We do so many different shows, and I'm sure you do too. There's three or four events every weekend, and everything's so much fun, and, and there's, there's, there's never an end to what you can learn about automobiles. I've done it my whole life, and every time I go to a show, I see something I haven't seen before, met somebody I haven't met before. It's, it's contagious. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I'll tell you something, Dean. Jaguar E-types are what started it all for me. It goes way back to when I was a little boy in the early 60s. My father bought me my first matchbox, and you know what it was? It's actually sitting right here in front of me. It was a red Jaguar E-type, so that's the car that caught me. That's true. I mean, Jaguar has such an unbelievable wealth of, of, of heritage, and, and it's when you go to a, a car guy event, there's not a guy in the crowd that hasn't owned a Jaguar or usually an E-Type or some sort of Jaguar. It's amazing how every car guy has always had at least one, two, or three Jaguars in their life or had an uncle or a father or somebody who had a Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, they're beautiful. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about you. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of the events that you're involved in and, of course, the Greenwich Concord Elegance, which we're promoting this week on Cars Yeah. But first, as we continue on your automotive journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote. Or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So, Dean, grab the wheel. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's something I say all the time. I have a really busy shop with a bunch of very talented guys here, and uh, we never push to do anything fast. We always try to do our job correctly and once. And um, I believe that no matter how long it takes, when you're done, if you feel like it's done right, the rewards will always follow. 
and that's the that's what motor cars works by. Absolutely. Well, we've all seen restorations that were done too quickly, and I think a lot of the uh, TV shows these days that show cars built in a week and all this kind of stuff, we all know isn't really true. It can't be done, especially not at the level that you're operating at. But I love the concept of if you're going to do it, do it right, do it once, take your time, and do it correctly. Um, That certainly makes your life easier, because redoing it is no cheap venture, is it? That's absolutely true. In fact, a good percentage of what we do is redoing other shops' work. And, um, you know, it's it's a shame because if they just did it right the first time, the car wouldn't even be here. The person will be out enjoying it. Do you think, uh, let me ask you this. I've never asked a a restorer, an expert in this field like you are. Why do you think other shops do that? Because I hear this over and over and over again. Do they just not have the skill level, the knowledge, or are they trying to rush it through? What's your uh, experience? You know, it's my experience that most restorations are 80% done and rushed in the last 20%. and. You know, we try to do the reverse of that. Um, we try to spend more time in the last 20%. We drive the car in multiple times in settings that we think that the customer is going to use the car and try to break the car, see what leaks, uh, keep on testing and testing and testing. And still sometimes you miss something. But I find that the people build a beautiful, beautiful car and, and partially because they don't want to get it dirty because they just finished putting it together or they, only, or they don't want the stress that there might be something that's not quite perfect. I don't want to say trying to get away with it, but I believe that a good restoration is done in the last 20% of the work. I think you're right, too. You know, it goes for anything you're doing. If you're building a home, restoring something, it always seems to be the case. That last little bit is the most difficult, but if you don't take your time, you can blow everything you've done in that first 80% in, in one fell swoop. So I'm happy to hear that's the policy at your facility. Would you share a story with us that instigated a personal passion you have for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed going to be a car guy? Well, you know, I, I kind of didn't have it choice because my family was deeply involved in the automobile industry. My father was an automotive jobber from when I was born. Mm-hmm. And I had an older brother who grew up in the fifties and he just had, he belonged to a bunch of car clubs and had, you know, always the coolest cars. He had a 421 Grand Prix when I was really small and he had a 58 Impala with a 409 in it. And I watched and was actually part of all of the cars that he developed, cars and tops and Laker side pipes. So all of the hot rod years are are deeply bedded in me, and I was into cars basically far back as I can remember. I was, you know, watching and helping customizing cars, lowering them, all of the cool older hot rod tips, all the way up through yeah. the performance years. So there wasn't a pivotal moment; it was every moment. It was it's pretty much <laughs> been my whole life. Lucky guy. Well, let's talk about some of the roads you've driven down, or talk about a big challenge, or even a big failure that you faced along the way. And the reason I like this question is not so much to drum up some misery in your past, but to have you share an experience that was a challenge so that those listening that might be going through it understand that there is a value there, there is a way to come out the other end, and there is a great lesson to be learned. So could you walk us through one of those times that was really pushing you up against a wall? Only one thing comes to my mind, and that is um, in my uh, late teens, early 20s, when the world was just, you know, easy when you're a kid, you know, you didn't, nothing really feared you, you just did whatever you wanted. And, and the world was awesome. And right in the middle of that, my dad became uh, very ill and we had a huge family business, which was, which was just moving right along. And then a uh, big surprise. And with over 30 employees, uh, dad couldn't work. So I kind of have the burden of trying to figure out what to do with this company, how to run it. Uh, it was a manufacturing automotive manufacturing company. And, and looking back over it, it, it was a blessing. I was able to swim in the deep end for multiple different reasons and through quite a few different years. Came out of it the other end with a, with a, a good business that obviously I, 
I, I could handle. And, um, you know, any other problem really wasn't as big as, as that problem. So I learned to just sit back and kind of relax and push the business ahead. And, and now here I am 40 years later, still doing it. Well, you know, good for you. Let me ask you this. I mean, when you were faced with, a at the time, obviously, rather daunting task on top of the fact of your father being very gravely ill had to add to that. Is there, there's probably many lessons here, but is there one in particular that helped you get through that situation? Well, you know, it's it's hard to place in a confusing time uh, when you're trying to juggle so many different things. It's hard to just come up with a, a certain or a specific thing. But, you know, you, you work really hard and you, you at the end of the day, you feel like at least you got something done. And, uh, you know, I guess I guess what I learned was to take take big problems one step at a time. Just get yourself a little closer to the finish line. And eventually you can look back at it as a learning experience. Absolutely. What's that saying? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Uh, yeah, look at it as one challenge in that moment versus the entire package, which can overwhelm you many times. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle. I know you've had a lot of great cars, but is there one that was the first one for you that really stood out? Well, this is a really fun question for me because, you know, my friends when I was young always thought I was crazy because I always had the weirdest cars in their opinion. Their word was weird. I always thought they were cool. I had a really eclectic taste, uh, you know, of course, Camaros and Chevelles that all kids had, you know, that muscle cars and things because, you know, I was in the, I was a 60s and 70s type of child. But like one of the cars I first got was a, I bought a, Cort- a Ford Cortina GT. And oh, nobody, wow. could, nobody could understand why I had a Cortina GT in high school. It didn't make any sense. It was parked in the parking lot next to Camaros and Chevelles. Yeah. Um, and I caught a lot for that little car. But, you know, I wish I had it today because I just thought they were beautiful. Yeah. Um, I actually traded the Cortina GT pretty much straight up for a 1970 Fiat Dino, another car that I wish I had today. And um, I'll keep going. So after the Fiat Dino, I sold the Fiat Dino and had a little bit of money in my pocket. And my brother Joe and I bought a, a 69 Di Tommaso Mangusta. Oh, gosh, you just and keep so, getting better and better. <laughs> and I mean, that to me, you know, any, the pin and Farina body, the, the Mangusta yeah. to me was just such an unbelievable car. And it was dark brown, and I remember it like yesterday. And again, yeah. everybody thought I was nuts. What the hell are you driving? They didn't even, they couldn't understand why I would drive that car and being <laughs> being so so young. Um, and then I, it leads up to my craziest car, which was um, when I was 20. I bought a 1957 Cadillac Eldorado Brome Beritz. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Which, Boy, you which went I, the whole other direction, didn't yeah, you? I paid five grand for that Cadillac, and it was a stainless steel top, black suicide door, had champagne glasses in the back, and I just wow. thought it was just something else. And, boy, all my buddies thought I was crazy. <laughs> but, I, but I've always had unique taste, you know, for just something a little different. than. Uh, yeah, I think so. And I'm trying to imagine the uh, the father of the young woman that you pulled up to pick some young lady up to take a date when you pulled up in that beer. <laughs> he probably went... You're not going out with that crazy kid. <laughs> yeah, like I was, it was different. I had different car tastes. But, you know, I liked the way things were designed. I was a big GM yeah. guy. And in the 60s, the GM cars had, you know, such unbelievable design. And they had, you know, the, the four or five different divisions. And you could see, you know, like they, you know, the, the acrylic steering wheels and all the cool things that were introduced in the early GM cars. You know, that really intrigued yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, eclectic taste indeed. Well, is there one car in particular you've owned that you've let go that you wish you had back? And I want to take money out of the equation because you think about a, a Dino nowadays. I mean, they used to be able to buy those all the time for 40, 50 grand, and now they're hundreds of thousands of dollars. But is there one car you really wish you had back that kind of just tugs on your heart? Well, that's easy. I didn't even have to think about that question. There is a very special car that belonged to a very good friend of mine quite a few years ago, and he passed away and the car got lost, and it was an XJ12 Coupe. 
with a Jaguar wow. motor, with a Jaguar uh, six-cylinder motor and a Mark 10 motor in it. And the car kind of just disappeared. Nobody knew where it was. And quite a few years later, it popped up and I was able to purchase it through, from um, his estate. And my brother, Joe, my older brother and I, um, we used the car for autocross and brought it up to Lime Rock and we had a blast with the car and we named it after my friend. And it was just something, it was kind of like part of the family. It was like, you know, a sibling. Yeah. And then, and then of course, you know, all of a sudden you feel like it's a good idea and we sold it. And I was devastated when that car left. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, but the good news is I own it again. And I own really? it right. Yeah, I own it right now, and it's sitting in my garage. And uh, oh my it's all, gosh. Well, it's all, it's cool all restored. That? It's all restored, and it'll never ever be sold again. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, once lost, twice not. Ah, fantastic. Well, I'd love for you to talk a bit about a couple things in this next question. One is about your business, Motor Cars Incorporated. I also want to talk about the twenty uh, fourth annual Greenwich Concord Elegance that we're supporting here on Cars Yeah this week, and of course, finally, the Dream Show. I want you to share more about that with our guests. So let's start with your business. What has you excited and fired up about what you do? And tell our listeners all the different things that you do for people who have beautiful old cars. Well, of course, we're Jaguar specialists. And, uh, you know, we don't we don't only do the newer, uh, the older Jaguars. We also do new Jaguars, too. We have a service department here that is fielded by an awesome service manager. His name is Mike Devino. And so he does all the modern cars, and I'm makes me um, very fortunate to be able to hang out back with my team and do all the all the antique cars, the Jaguar E types, and and the XKs. So you know we get to build some um, special bespoke cars for for some customers, and they have special purposes. And since I've been involved with the Dream Show, we try to come up with something really cool each year. And it's hard to do turn a car around each year, so we end up doing two we end up doing two or three at a time, and we try to rotate them. And now with the with the Greenwich Concord, we have a special E-type that's going to be debuted at the Concord. Um, it's a, a black roadster, so I'm very excited to see the people's reaction to that car. But I think that uh, Motor Cars Incorporated is diverse because, you know, we can we can do new car service and we do regular maintenance on cars, but we also build these uh, bespoke cars because that's kind of what's happening now. A lot of people, are they want to drive the cars. They want it to be reliable. And so not only do we build Concord level cars, but we also build cars that can be used, you know, with five-speed transmissions and, and different wheels and tire combinations so that they handle better. And so we're really excited about the Greenwich Concord. The car that we built for the Greenwich Concord is a, is just absolutely a Concord level car. We threw everything we could at it, all my and all my guys' talent, to try to make sure it's it's going to be a show winner. And, and once it's done with the Greenwich Concourse, it's going to do the, the whole route with the Jaguar Clubs in North America Concourse starting this summer. So the debut is at the Greenwich Concourse, and I'm very proud to have the car there. I, I, you know, I always tried to aspire to be a part of it, and the Hometown Foundation has enabled me to become involved, and uh, they've enabled me to become involved in a lot of great things. It's a, just a fantastic organization. Tell our listeners a little bit more about Dream Show and the Hometown Foundation. The Hometown Foundation has been around for quite a while. It's Their main fundraiser is the Dream Ride Experience, which is in August every year. Many, many years. Uh, it started off with uh, um, Mr. Adam Bazzuto, where he wanted to raise money for uh, Special Olympics, Unified Sports, and different, different cause-related programs. I was called in to become part of it because for the last 30 years or so, I've done cause-related programs and car shows and whatever I could do to create uh, some sorts of money to be able to give to needy charities and through the years, I've, I've done quite a few, and they called me to see if I could develop a car show at their event because they already had the cars there. They just wondered if it'd be easy to create a show, and that's what I did in 2013. We started the Dream Show. So the Hometown Foundation has this Dream Ride experience, which is an amazing thing. It starts with a motorcycle ride from like four or five different directions coming down from Canada, coming up from Florida, and it all culminates in Farmington, Connecticut, believe it or not, right here near Hartford. 
Um, we're talking, you know, on on the day of the show, almost two or three thousand motorcycles. It's it's ridiculous. Wow. On Saturday, we have the Dream Cruise, and that's where uh, special needs and um, and athletes, special needs athletes, and um, uh, children from the local children's hospital get to ride in the exotic cars. And we have hyper cars. We had over a hundred Ferraris in our show last year. We had, oh my gosh! Yeah, we had that's incredible. Uh, yeah, we had twelve Paganis, um, plus all the muscle cars and the vintage cars. Uh, almost a thousand cars on the ground. We had about six hundred actually in the show on Sunday. It's it's a huge event. But but it, it's so heartwarming because with all that going on, there's not a person that's upset or angry. Everybody's in a great mood. You know, it's all such a positive thing. So the Hometown Foundation really, really has it together with their experience. What are the different ways our listeners, and I know I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can find out about the Greenwich Concours just by going GreenwichConcours.com. Uh, it's a multi-day event, actually kind of a multi-show event. But where can people learn more about Hometown Foundation and the Dream Show? They have a website. It's called dreamride.org. And on dreamride.org, there, there's information on the Dream Cruise, the Dream Show, and the Dream Ride. You can become involved with any of those things or all of them. And plus, there's so many things they do throughout the whole year. The, the, their claim is Dream Ride 365. And boy, I'll tell you that is so true. They have a whole team of people that full time uh, are helping basically everybody they touch. It's, it's, it's humbling to be part of the organization. I, I know that I will be part of it for the rest of my life. That, that's for sure. And you see the good that the Hometown Foundation does for people every single day. It's, it's really something. And, you know, when you go to the Dream Ride experience, it's like hitting a reset button because all of a sudden you just take a deep breath and you just can't believe how many people have been helped uh, through this, this whole movement. Yeah, yeah. Well, cars to me, and, and having interviewed close to 1,300 people now, when you pull it all away and you take the cars away, it really is about the people, whether it's an event where you go and reconnect with people, or in this case, events and many, many major Concord events raise money for spectacular causes, huge amounts of money to help people. So it always comes back to the people. So it sounds fantastic. I'll make sure I put a link to dreamride.org, Greenwich Concord.com, and of course, Motor Cars Incorporated on Dean's show notes page on the Car Show website. So you can check out all of these operations that he is involved with. Dean, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, though, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors that make this show possible. Hey, fellow automotive enthusiasts, you know I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products since 1975. That's right, all the way back to my high school days. Want to keep your vehicle's exterior and interior looking new? It's easy with a Covercraft car cover. A car cover is the best way to keep your vehicle looking great for years to come. Car covers protect your paint from fallout, birds, dust, rain, insects, and pollen. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. I use my Covercraft car covers every single day. Right now, you can get 10% off all Covercraft custom car covers or their ready-fit car covers. Plus, they offer you over 15 quality fabrics to choose from. Their spring sale is from April 15th through June 16th, 2019. Order direct at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador 
for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah! podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah! TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah! is now on MAV-TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah! guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MAVTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah! TV. MAV-TV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MAVTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Okay, Dean, we are back, and I have a very introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car parked in your shop, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself manifested into a vehicle, what would Dean be and why? Oh, I, that, another easy question. I love your questions, Mark, because they, <laughs> you know, they, they, they relate straight to, to the way I think. Um, well, although I work on Jaguars all day, uh, you know, I do love General Motors cars and the, the 60s and 70s designs of the, the Buicks and the Cadillacs. But absolutely, I didn't even think twice the car that I'd love to be and I would come back as would be a 67 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Okay, we're back to the Caddy here. Now, now why do you perceive yourself as that? Via- That's a pretty substantial car. Well, it's just a, it's just a long, cool, sleek car. It only has two yeah. doors. It almost doesn't make any sense. It's it, it has a presence, and um, you know it's timeless. Timeless. Yeah, absolutely. My wife, when she was a little girl, her father always had Cadillacs, and he had one. Uh, it was from the seventies. That was just this. Long, it was. I remember picturing pictures. This long, long, long car yeah. with two doors. This blue car, and they used to take trips across the country. And she said, you know. As a little kid, sometimes cross-country trips in a car can get rather boring, but she said that back seat was so huge for a two-door car, and it was so much fun uh, to ride around because it was kind of fancy, you know? Um, yeah, very, very cool. Substantial vehicles. All right, Dean, we are entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that caddy throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, we do a lot of race car support. One of the main things we do when we're doing race car support and building race cars is you keep it simple. The best automotive advice is to keep the car simple as you can. Get the job done, but keep it simple. You don't want it complex. That old acronym, K-I-S-S, keep it simple. I think some people say keep it simple, stupid. I like to say keep it simple, silly. Uh, I don't like to call anybody stupid, but uh, yeah, KISS, keep it simple. Absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes in business over the years? Yeah, I do. I, I have a, a habit. I, um, you know, you, at the end of a hard day and you work, I always take a minute to just sit back and review what I, what I got done that day. Be thankful that I was able to get it done. And, and, you know, I always try to see if I can't give back just a little bit of something to somebody who could use it. Yeah. Yeah. An attitude of gratitude is, is really, really valuable. And sharing with others is incredibly uh, helpful to you as well as the person who receives. Now, how about a resource? There are so many great resources out there these days. Is there one or two or three you'd like to recommend here? Well, a resource as far as um, to fix your car, uh, those are, there's a bunch of those. That's easy. But, you know, a resource as far as to, to fix yourself, um, you know, I again, a good part of me is doing cause-related things. And I think mm-hmm. that, um, you know, a good resource to keep your head straight is to look around and see who you can help and what you can do. Um, the hometown foundation is my, my release to try to help people. Anything like that is it just, all it does is make you feel better. It gives you a lot more strength. Absolutely. 
If I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that individual be? Well, that's another easy question. That would absolutely be Mark Donahue. I think Mark Donahue was a game changer because he's one of the first guys that looked at automobile racing and design scientifically. He was brilliant. And he, instead of racing, just trying to win, he raced and tried to be smart. And Mm -hmm. boy, did that, that work out for him. Yeah, incredible guy for sure. Now, is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? If you're a car person, you need to take time to read the Mudge Pond Express. <laughs> yeah. That was written yeah. by Sam Posey. It's hard to get a copy, but if you know anybody that has one, uh, try to borrow it. They're, they're kind of pricey, but it's definitely a total car guy, car girl book. That's the one you should read. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great book. It's been recommended a couple times here. Uh, fortunately, we still have Sam Posey with us. I know he's getting up there in age. Uh, just did an interview with uh, Tim Considine, who's good friends with him, that uh, said he just saw him the other day, but uh, the Mudge Pond Express, that book's been around forever. You know, if you just go to used bookstores or you go on eBay, you can find copies of that book. It's a great book, absolutely. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to all these nice resources that Dean has been so kind to share on his very own Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Dean Cusano, C-U-S-A-N-O, and that page will pop right up. All right, Dean, I've got a fun question for you here before we end. I'm going to buy you any cool car on the planet today to park in your garage. Doesn't matter who owns it or where it is. It's going to be yours, but there's a couple deals with this deal that make it a little bit of a challenge. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. Uh, You have to drive it. I don't want you to have any garage queens in your garage. And here's the tough one. It's the only one collector car that you can have. Now, I've been giving you way too many easy questions, it sounds like today. I'm hoping this one's a little more challenging. Well, you know, everybody has a bucket list, right? And everybody has a car bucket list. And, you know, I've, I've been around, I've been fortunate to be around the most amazing cars in the world and um, driven quite a few. And, and uh, you know, it's just been a really cool ride. But honestly, uh, my bucket list is easy because it's mostly General Motors cars, uh, not expensive cars. And I pretty much have it almost full. Uh, one of the one of my prized cars is I have a 67 Corvette Coupe, a 427 Coupe that I'll keep forever. But the only car I don't have that is on my bucket list is I, I would love to have a 65 Skylark Grand Sport, even maybe a 65 Riviera Grand Sport. I'm, a, I'm just into those mid-60s Buicks, and I don't have one of those now, and I'm going to need one pretty soon because that, that's that's what I would like. All right. Well, I think you're the first person to pick that car, which is very cool. I like it when uh, people surprise me a little bit, and I'm you know, I'm a little, I didn't know you before we got into this conversation. I always thought everything would be a Jaguar about you, but I love the the twist here you've thrown at me with uh, GM cars. So I'll get to work and see if I can't find that 65 Skylark Riviera Grand Sport. I think they're a little rare, aren't they? Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of Skylarks and Rivieras around. You know, the Riviera, if you can find it with dual dual quads of Grand Sport with two four barrels, that that would be the that'd be the cat's meow. That's the one we need. All right, I'll get to work on that, Dean. Well, you've taken me on a great ride today. I really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 65 Riviera Grand Sport? Yeah, sure. I have a couple things I just wanted to to end with. You know, one is um, speaking for everybody at the Hometown Foundation. We're we're very, very excited to partner with people at the Greenwich Concours. It's going to be a fantastic event. Uh, We have two powerhouses that are going to help a lot of people trying to get together and, and do exactly that. So that's going to be really something. And my parting thought would be, you know, in this crazy life, it's busy every day. Uh, you just got to pause and take time for people. Always offer advice. Try to help somebody who's willing to listen. Um, there's always something you can do for somebody in need. And uh, that's that's what I think we should try to do a little bit more. Nicely said. 
And again, what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with your business? What's your website? Our website is uh, motorcarsinc.com. That's at motorcars with an S, I-N-C.com. And uh, we've been here in Plainville, Connecticut for about 35 years. We're not going anywhere, so you'll find us. We're here working every day. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll remind our listeners, the other links to the Hometown Foundation and the Greenwich Concord will be on Dean's show notes page. Very easy to find. I encourage you to reach out and uh, get involved in these organizations or something maybe in your neighborhood where you can help people. Uh, you'd be amazed what you can do. It doesn't take very much. Dean, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with me today. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Greenwich Concours d'Elegance. Excellent, Mark. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!